Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. This season, a full heart doesn't mean a full house. We're still gathering, just virtually, and we're still connecting, safely. Traditions keep us close even when we can't be together. Think big, plan small. Let's save lives, Columbus. It's silk. Welcome everybody to another episode, our 99th episode of Reasonable Wrestling. Uh, I am your host, the most high, I'm with my tag team partner, CT, a.k.a. Chili Bang. And we called in a third member. We Eric Bischoffed ourselves. We got a a returning guest, at Mighty Vin, representing (laughs) at WrestleRap. What's happening with you, man? The Hulk Hogan of the show. What's going on? Oh, you did the Hulk Hogan. Oh, no, don't lump me in a bag. I'm not, I'm not politicking. I don't, I'm not, I don't claim to be a racist. If I have a daughter, she can be whoever she wants. I'm not working myself into a work, work shoot, whatever that stupid tweet was he put up. Where are the bombs when you need them, man? <laughs> Already. Ben, ben, ben already dropping the bombs. Ben, ben coming thank you for coming back, the... man. You have been on the pod. How you been lately? Uh, I've been good. I mean, everyone's kind of just been still waiting out this coronavirus thing, and now it's Memorial Day weekend, so I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm seeing people at the beach, and like, I kind of want to go to the beach, but I'm like, <laughs> no. Why am I gonna risk going to the beach? I'll just yeah. sit in a, I'll just get a kiddie pool and just sit in a kiddie pool or something. Yeah, I'm not going to the beach. I'm gonna get a little bit more time myself. Obviously, in Florida down here, things are opening up now a little bit. Um, but I'm going to play it safe. <laughs> For sure. We're yeah, well, well, wrestling is open. At yeah. least that's, it's, it's try- that's a thing. It's trying to, man. Uh, we, you know, um, the week that was in wrestling was very difficult as wrestling fans. Um, as we might as well just go ahead and get right into it and pay our condolences to the ones that have fallen over this past week. Uh, one, uh, uh, Shad, a hero, uh, saving his son in the middle of a, of a tide, rip, a riptide, um, in the ocean in Venice Beach. Uh, speaking of people going to the beaches and, you know, just trying to enjoy life and experience things, you know what I mean? Um, uh, he lost his life and, um, um, just, uh, a couple, a couple hours ago, right? Just happened last night, 12 hours ago or something like that, um. Uh, 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 full twenty. Uh, Hannah. Uh, um, yeah, Hannah Kamora. Yeah, yeah, passed away. Um, and that was due to a lot more of a cynical, um, um, situation. You know what I mean? Where it was toxic Twitter. Yeah, you know, to- we, and, we spoke about it. Yeah, man. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's 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 we're all on Twitter. You know what I mean? Um, and it's very difficult. That for something that's supposed to bring so much joy, which is wrestling, brings so much toxic uh, to, uh, uh, toxicity that is, 
it spoils it, it ruins it. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, even if you think you have, th- even if you think you have thick skin, like every once in a while, like something will get you. Some comment will get you, or like someone will dig a little too deep, and it's like, well, what the fuck? Like, like uh, it's not even like the comments that get me on Twitter anymore. It's the people that. Like, uh, okay, I'm not going to name names, but, like, we interviewed someone for Wrestle Rap recently. Okay. And then, like, once we posted the episode, there's, like, this one Twitter troll that, like, I guess doesn't like that person. So they've been, like, every time we, we tweet the episode out or, like, remind people about it, they, like, subtweet it with, like, information about that person that, that like, they don't like. And it's, like, it's, like, what are you trying to do? Like, what are you doing, like... Like, you're taking the time to, like, dig this up and, like, follow this person's trail around Twitter. Like, at that point, it's like you're getting very creepy with it. Yeah. Like, if you want to tweet me and say, fuck you, like, okay, fine. Like, I'm a big boy, I can take it. But, like, if you're going to be a creep about someone else, like, that takes it to a whole new level that I don't like. And when yeah. you've got a case like Hanukkah I, I I just, part of me just, like, really suspects that... I mean, it's it's not even like it's not even a secret, right? That like female wrestlers get it a lot worse than male wrestlers because there's that sexism factor. Yes. So it's like I can't imagine the stuff that she would probably get. Like I see female wrestlers on Twitter all the time who point this stuff out, where they're like, "Oh, this person tried contacting me," or like, "Hey, if you see this person on Twitter, like, you know, block them, ignore them. They're a real like scumbag." Like, they're calling, like, luckily they're calling people out, but it's like they shouldn't have to. Like, that's not their job and their responsibility to be, like, calling out these fucking creeps. Yeah, it's, 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 it's these uh, people online who have the time and energy to take this thing we call wrestling and make it their entire life. And they think, like, they're the moral compasses of the internet or something, you know? I don't know why it goes to the lengths that it does. And like you said, you put pinpointed on women getting it worse. I think that's a really good point. I think that honestly, we gotta take as a community to protect our females counterparts in this industry to to speak truth to power. That hey, we have to respect these women that go out there and put themselves in an industry that's very you know toxic masculinity around. It's not comfortable already, and then you make it even more uncomfortable. On top of that, I, I really don't get. I really did, I'm just sad that it got to this point where somebody had to feel like they have to take their own life due to this due to the, the criticism, and it's a wake up call. And I just hope that everybody uses this as a wake wake up call to like tone it down. Like it's not that deep. Well, what's the, when what's it comes the, to it? Yeah, what's, like it, like it's not even about toning it down. It's like everybody knows what to do and what not to do. So it's just a matter of when you see someone acting out, just call them out on it. Like it's not a mm-hmm. hard thing to do. And it's not a matter of, like, oh, you're not... It's not a matter of white-knighting a situation. It's not a matter of, like, being an SJW or, like, going too hard on someone. Like, nobody's telling you to do that. Just, like, if you see someone being a jerk, be like, hey, stop that. Like, that's not fucking cool. Like, yeah, we're like not going to put up with that. Like you said with the guy who's, uh, you know, online, your troll, he's spending time researching an individual, just taking it a little bit too far. You know, I think that's where... When you when you hone in on somebody and critique them to the point where that's something they feel deeply, it's it, it's it's not 
something that I don't get how you get anything from that, you know? And, and I, I, when, you, when I say tone it down, honestly, it's going to take people like us to speak truth to power and say, hey, chill out. But when it comes to people having only their own accountability for themselves, you can, like you said before, you can say that I don't fuck with something this person does and leave it at that. You don't have to go to the point where you're messing with this person every single day, harassing. At some point, it becomes harassment. You know what I mean? And I yeah, think- wrestling is not that serious. Like, it's not... Yeah. It, it, it's the same thing with, with anything I, I feel now. Like, I can't talk about, like, certain movies or TV shows on Twitter anymore. Because mm-hmm. I'll get people just like, no, well, you can't, like, what do you mean you like this? And it's like, well, what do you, you don't have to like it. What do you, like, so many fandoms now, you can't, like, like it's harder to get into because there's so much, like, gatekeeping. Like, I used, like, growing up, I used to love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, Star Wars was just, like, fun. Like, it was, it was, it was big, it was stupid, and it was just fun. And now, like, you can't watch a Star Wars movie Without people being like, oh, you like this? Well, you, uh, no, the main characters are Mary Sue, and like this woman is, is way too like shallow a character, and blah blah. blah. It's like, calm down. <laughs> like you're at like an eleven, and I need you to drop down to like a six. Like this is not that serious. Like this is a fantasy world with fucking lightsabers. And Hello. and I think that's what that's the I think the commonality between television shows and wrestling is that. A few people forget because of the blurred lines of how a lot of people don't know work from shoot. You know what I mean? Like, a, you know, if you have someone using their real name in a wrestling ring, uh, but they're portraying a caricature of themselves, a lot of people will attract that caricature to that person. And now that's that's an unhealthy emotional Connect. That's like with people with superhero um, uh, movies. You know what I mean, or uh, rappers. You know what I mean. Like it is. It's all. It's ingrained in the fact that I like something, so you must like it as well. And I think that's that's a narrative that has to be kind of taken out as well. Because when we're talking about when you're saying wrestling's not that serious, another situation that happened that kind of wasn't supposed to be that serious. Mark Henry and Leo Rush, you know what I mean? Where, yeah, you know that 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 wasn't supposed to be serious. Like, if Leo's a 24, 23 year old person at the time, I, I we all been twenty three. We don't we don't take we don't take advice, and Mark Henry should not take wrestling so serious that he needs to take to heart what Leo shunned him from his advice. You know what I mean? And it's it's professional critique that you was offering. And if he didn't take it, then he didn't fucking take it. You know what I mean? And and it is, it's just ingrained in us to be so entitled. You know what I mean? And I I think that. Well, well, well also in the case of Leo Rush, like, I think both sides, kind of have points that you can poke at. But at the end of the day, like once Mark Henry was like, "I'm gonna sue Leo Rush," it's like, yeah, okay, calm down. What do you mean you're gonna <laughs> sue Leo Rush? Like, just sue someone in the middle of a pandemic? Like, calm the fuck down. Like, because Leo Rush, because then you bring it back to, and that makes me think about Leo Rush's original point, which, if people remember, was that um, Mark Henry was like, oh, Leo Rush was not carrying people's bags or, like, getting water for people at hotels. Yeah. And it's like, what is it? Like, 
This is not the game. Like, most of the people in WWE right now are not, like, young young studs coming through the, you know, the, the power plant or, or, you know, whatever. Like, they're already established names on the independent scene or from other companies. And then, like, they're going to come just because they moved to WWE. Like, they're all of a sudden going to start, like, grabbing water for people and, like, cleaning the latrines and shit. Like, <laughs> no! Think, yeah, it's old school. I think that they, the older guard expects certain things or would like that to be the same way. But it's an evolution of the business, you know? But and it goes back to stars. Leo Rush needs to pay his dues. Leo Rush has been probably wrestling for the past five years without health insurance. I think he paid his dues. Uh. Like, and and, and that, goes, that goes back to what Vin actually was just saying as far as gatekeepers. Like, why are there gatekeepers to wrestling? You know what I mean? Like, this is a form of independent... First of all, this is an independent contracting situation. So anytime you interfere with me to get in my bread, that is a personal situation. You know what I mean? So for Mark Henry to kind of interject himself into Leo's situation, that hurt Leo in the long run. Leo having a bad quote-unquote reputation without the backing of Mark Henry didn't help him in the fact that he could have been kept. It didn't help him at all. And, and it really was his way of talking about it on his platform. And I know he's trying to reach out and say you can come on the platform and then Leo said he, you know, the phone number didn't work. Maybe there's miscommunication there. But when you talk about somebody, hey, yeah, I tried to help him out, but the kid has, you know, his only issues. And it was like almost like, you know, sunning him on the podcast while he's trying to build his own career. So it's like, you know, and I'm not saying that people haven't done that to Mark Henry in the past. I know he's a limit, he's a Olympic wrestler. He, you know, wrestled WWE, went back down to FCW, came back around. I think he's been through the, you know, the, uh, he has his own battles in the industry. But you don't want to pile on somebody at their lowest moment. I think that's what he did with Leah, Leah Rush initially. Um, and Leo Rush, honestly, uh, you know, that doesn't need to go <laughs> as hard as he's been going too lately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Leo Rush goes. I mean, look, Leo Rush, to be fair, does have a reputation for opening his mouth when he probably shouldn't. Like, that's a fair critique of Leo Rush. But at the same time, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know Leo Rush's financial situation. It's not my business. Yeah. So when he says, like, oh, I don't have enough money to live on and, like, you know, that's why I tried to renegotiate my contract. I don't know how he keeps his life. Like, yeah, that the kind of money he's probably making on, on NXT and 205 Live is probably, like, money that I would kill for. Yeah. But at the same time, like he's got it. I know he's got a kid. He's got a family. He's a young guy with a family. But you said it already. Like we don't know. Like that's the thing about it. We really don't know, and we don't know what what it takes. So and we don't know what his his pockets are. I don't and, think it's any of our business. And, and then, I, you know. But if he's saying that, let's take his word for it. Well, you know and then I mean? also I wanna and I, I wanna piggyback off that CT and and again again. If you got to kind of like, again, like like Vince said, WWE comes to you like, hey, we'll give you five years, $100,000. Like, we'll jump on like, oh, okay, yes, $100,000 to wrestle. But then you get into the rigorous and then you pay for everything and everything's on your dime. And every, you know what I mean? And like Vince said, there's no health insurance. And if you get sick or injured, yeah, they'll cover your rehab, but you still don't make your fucking money. You know what I mean? And it, it's, it's shit like that that goes on. And, and I think he has two kids. And a wife at the time, you know, and he said he wasn't. Does WWE play transportation? No, I think you pay your. Own, I think you do your own travel. 
I think that's how they, your own I think that's how okay. they ended up coming with up coming up with the show Road Trip for the simple fact that guys are just on the road talking hella shit driving for eight hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, so what what Leo's been doing that. He thinking he's coming to the WWE to make some some cash, you know. What I mean, like, <laughs> well, it's the thing that people that some people don't realize. Like, like what was it? Like a year ago, there was an interview with uh, that Bailey did on like FS1, where the host, where the Fox Sports host, was like totally taken aback that they that they ride town to town with other wrestlers, and the host was just like, "Really? Like you don't take like a bus or something, or you know, go, you know, you don't have your own accommodations." And Bailey had to just sort of toe the company line and be like, yeah, well, you know, there's there's reasons for it, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, it is kind of a culture shock that this company that is a billion-dollar company mm-hmm. does not <laughs> take care of travel yeah. for its own people. And this is going to be, let's not forget, this is going to be their most financial year, their most successful financial year ever. Even with the coronavirus, even why, if why, they had not cut that? anyone, because what? of all the TV contracts and Saudi contracts they have, okay. uh-huh. it's going to be their most financial, financially successful year ever. Just like last year was their most financially successful year ever. So it, it does irk me, and this is leading into a completely different conversation, that like they just let all these people go. Uh, that they had bought up over the past couple of years. Meanwhile, yeah. like during a pandemic, meanwhile, it's like they could have totally gotten some goodwill with people and kept them on the books. Look at, you know, you look at New Japan, you look at Impact, you look at Ring of Honor, they're still paying out people's contracts. Yeah, I'm not sure their, their, their business structure right now because I know that a lot has to come into play has to come into play with Vince's mindset with what happened with I, XFL. CT, I, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't, I cannot. No. Wait, wait, let me finish. Let me let. I think that when you're looking at you, because Vince is a man just like me and you. If I'm saying I'm making this much over here, I'm counting on this making this this year, and I have this coming up, and I'm taking money from it. He's not only finding wrestlers. He's finding people that he's been around for like 30 years with in financial, you know, higher ups. I'm not... I, there, there is something going on that financially that was not planned for. So I'm not going to say they should have just kept everybody on the book because business is business at the end of the day. You have to reach your numbers. So people, we can assume that they're getting green and they're making the most most money in the world that they ever made. Maybe maybe they're making them as much as they can, they are. But what's going out is just as much as what they're making. You know, we'd have no clue. Of, uh, uh, and considering it's falling through, it has to play into these people losing their jobs. It has to. Like, domino effects. You know what I mean? Well, that was another thing, because he had he'd said that the XFL was completely separate from WWE, and then when the XFL filed for bankruptcy, it turns out that, WWE like, had the 10% WWE of was lending them a bunch of money. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, see? That's that's, that's true. That's, that's what we just assumed. He is taking money from WWE to, you know, fund the XFL. And when you do that, and it's not going to get replaced with the XFL, people get cut. That's I, I and it just it sucks, but it's the it's just the cost of business. I think I think that's true. That's true indeed, and I think that's where, I think that's where the morality of kind of this whole segment started as like wrestling gives you a feel 
that sometimes like it's 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 a duality. You know what I mean? You feel it, uh-huh. you feel good, but you feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you yeah. know, and 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 I don't know with entertainment if there's anything like we could watch a movie, you know, a, a documentary that's true, and and we'd be like, oh, I don't know how that feels, like the Aaron Hernandez shit or. Uh, the yeah. the the Fernandez kid on Netflix, like it's true shit that we just feel so icky about, but the, it's entertaining as we're watching it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can kind of group WWE in there where I know that at the end of the day it is business, but sometimes business doesn't always have to be business. In the grand scheme of like Vin was saying. He plucked a lot of these people away from getting opportunities where in the situation right now, they would have been on the books at those other opportunities. You know what I mean? So, I, I, you know, having these people and then creatively stifling these people uh-huh. and then leaving them out to dry, I think that's, that's fucking... But think about it. It's WWE. That's the risk you take when you go to when you know when you're when you're starting WWE. You're taking the risk of you possibly not being used the way you're going to be used creatively, and you you taking a risk on yourself, saying I'll get myself over. You know that's how that's how I look at. That's it. true. And and that's some true. ownership goes on the talent saying, Hey, this is a corporation. They could let me go one day, and it happens all the time in any company, in any business. Yeah, and, and to be fair, people. People know the reputation of WWE by yeah, now. Exactly. Like it's not like it's a big secret. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and and I guess speaking speaking of that, because like that that kind of just rolls into the show. WWE isn't the only player. Isn't the only people doing wrestling in Florida, right? AEW just had uh, Double or Nothing. Um, and uh, shout out to AEW making it a year. Making it a whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, shout out to them. Yeah. And, and and AEW did exactly what you said talent should do. They went in out there, they said they was gonna get themselves over. They said that they was gonna they said that they was gonna fucking draw money, they was gonna get new eyes, they was gonna make themselves big, and mm-hmm. god damn it, a whole year. I I think AEW nothing matter. And it's a year later after the first one, and so I think they accomplished what they were doing from the start. So that's why I'm so on board with what they were doing with AEW. Because I think they had an entertaining show, like, you know, all being said. Honestly, Vin, you checked you check out the show yesterday night, right? Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought that, uh, honestly, if there's one big difference between AEW, and I have a lot to say about Double or Nothing, but really, one of the most striking things is that you watch WWE's product lately, and it feels very, I mean, for lack of a better way of putting it, it feels empty because there's no one there and a lot of things like ring hollow when you watch it because it's still the same type of promos being done as if there were a crowd they're a little more like slow to adjust and you got to give aew credit it just throwing the 20 or 30 sort of spare wrestlers that aren't on the card into the crowd it just changes the atmosphere completely it changes the, the atmosphere completely and you you wouldn't expect it because you're like, well, it's just a handful of people. But all of a sudden, it's like, you know, it's got a, it's got a feel now. It's got a specific yeah. feel. Like you've got people like hooting and hollering, and yelling <laughs> for, yelling for people. They had a this is 
awesome chant. The, the, um, the, 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 the uh, stadium, the Stampede match. They had a yeah. awesome chant. I'm like, there's no fucking fans. Like, <laughs> but, I, but I appreciate it. Well, well the, the that stadium Stampede match, that did, like, because, okay, let's, let's, let's backpedal a little bit. People talk about the WWE's Money in the Bank match a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and they and they give it a lot of credit, and they go, "Well, I, mean, I killed that shit." Well, well, okay. Here's the thing with it, though. For what it was, I think people gave it a lot of slack. They were like, "This is one of the first times they're doing something like this." You know, they. I think like the way they went about it, in theory, does work. Um, but then you see the Stadium Stampede match and what they were able to do with that in AEW. And it's like it's just night and day. Like there's no there's no comparison whatsoever. I, I, this season of full heart doesn't mean a full house. We're still gathering, just virtually, and we're still connecting safely. Traditions keep us close even when we can't be together. Think big, plan small. Let's save lives, Columbus. We get it. Staying home ain't it especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big, plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. completely agree with you, man. I was telling Chris yesterday, I texted him during the show, I'm like, this stadium, this match uh, is better than Edge and Randy Orton. It was better than the Boneyard match, and it was better than the Money in the Bank match. Honestly, the way, it, yes, there were some it cuts. It felt big time. It felt bigger than the WWE. They got an yeah. entire stadium and said, what can we do with this? What can we do with and this? And they used the whole stadium. That was pretty cool. They used, like, the entire stadium in that match. Yeah, and not once was I thinking, there's no crowd here. That's it, kind of, it kind of gave me the vibe of a 90s wrestling match, like, like Attitude Era, like, you know, Undertake, I mean, you know, Stone Cold, Booker T in the grocery store, or, you know, the hardcore skits we used to have with the, 24, the, the hardcore championship. Yeah. It gave me that kind of feel, and I think they maximize the moments they had. Now, were there gimmicks in it? Absolutely, there were gimmicks in there. I thought the V1 shit with Matt Hardy was oh, hilarious. That was great. I that thought was that was pretty funny. Uh, he was underwater <laughs> doing the V1 shit. It was funny. Um, I wasn't with the whole, you know, the whole 100-yard Northern Light suplex stuff that Matt, um, Matt Jackson did. But, hey, it's, it, it, you know, it was... Look, if you're going to go for it, I, I don't mind them getting, like, a little too goofy. Oh, yeah, wait, I didn't mind it. Yeah, what? I didn't mind it. Hold on. Pulse. They murdered. Pulse. They murdered Vin, Vin, Hold on. Let me go no, live real go quick. I gotta. I gotta. I'm going on IG real quick. I was just on Twitter. Let me go on IG live real quick. I gotta kill. I gotta. <laughs> first, listen. Listen. For for CT to agree with the point of you gotta get a little goofy, and we literally had the conversation. Like we no, had I said a, I don't mind no, a little goofy. No, it's a, and the okay. match was entirely goofy. This it's, was like there were spots, there were moments where they actually did spots that you know they would do in a wrestling match. There was a ring there that they actually did ring moves, and they had everything encompassing. They did the they maximized what they could do with that stadium. Well, here's you the gotta difference. Have I, can, I, can tell you, I can tell you what the difference is right now. Um, 
the quote-unquote comedy spots in the Stadium Stampede match made sense. They made 100% sense in the context of the Stadium Stampede match. Now, you go back again to the Money in the Bank match where they had these random cut-ins from the McMahons, and then it's like, oh, we got to have a food fight. And it's like, why? What about what about I'm in a what about I'm in an office building? Screams, we gotta insert a food fight into this. Thank you. Thank you. Meanwhile, like Stadium Stampede, yeah, were there goofy moments like locking Ortiz in a in an ice yeah, <laughs> in ice chest and, and killing him? Assumedly, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could say that's a little goofy, but like that's a prop that's in a stadium. Like they looked around and said, "What can we do with what we have?" Like they didn't insert anything that wasn't not that wasn't already not there. They eliminated him from the match. It made sense. But Chris, go ahead. Okay. Granted, Jacksonville has a wonderful stadium, right? They have a swimming pool in their fucking stadium. That's shit you never seen before. My only issue is if you if you have the ability to like one. And kind of suspend disbelief. It was a fucking horse, my guy. It was a horse. <laughs> it's Hangman, though. It's Hangman. Yeah, okay. It's Hangman. It's, it's WWE corporate. You think Vince not going to be in this fucking building? <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are mad that Vince is in his fucking building at night doing some numbers crunching after we just talked 20 minutes about business. But oh, Hangman wants to motherfucking gallop this Explain the food bike, though. Explain, <laughs> explain Matt still selling this fucking back injury and doing a fucking moonsault from the goalposts. That shit was dope. Oh, look, it hurt. I'm sure it hurt him. That shit was dope. I mean, come on. We've never seen a moonsault off a goalpost before. I mean, that shit was a spot. It was Sammy Guevara. <laughs> took a one-winged angel off the fucking stands. Oh, yeah. man. That shit was dope. Oh, man, man. You guys are killing me, man. <laughs> you guys are killing me, man. Oh, uh, bro. I was thoroughly sports entertained. I was exactly, you know, the goofy part. But the goofy parts, yeah, they were, they were, they weren't like the whole mass, man. It was like there was a lot in there that I, I took from it. I think it maximized themselves and what they brought to the table in that stadium. And the inner circle finally felt relevant to me in that match. Within that match, you know, the first time I'm like, well, the inner circle feels like a, it entertained me. That everything they did was was perfect. It felt like prime like DDT wrestling. Like if anyone's ever watched the promote like the, the like the promotion DDT. Oh, never um, uh-uh. oh my god. You should look up some DDT matches with Kota Ibushi. Because Kenny Omega comes from DDT originally. Okay. And and DDT is a Japanese promotion that does not take itself very seriously. And they have a lot of outdoor matches. Okay. Just in general. Like there's there's these famous clips of like they do. They did a whole match at like, um, at like an amusement park with like go karts and shit, um, and like log and like fucking wa- uh, water park rides and stuff. And then um, they've done matches like in the middle of the woods. Um, they had Minoru Suzuki do a um, an empty arena match in the Tokyo Dome 
because they were like, well, we can't buy the Tokyo Dome for a full show, but we can, like, afford to rent it out with no one in it for, like, an afternoon. So, like, they kind of did what the stadium stampede match was, but, like, years before and with just, like, two people. All right, I definitely got to check that out. You got DDT, right? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I dug it. I dug it. I mean, and Chris, I I, I know it's not may not be your thing, but you it's cannot. Not, it's not even it's not even so much not my thing though because I watched it and I listen. I enjoy Money in the Bank and I enjoy Stadium Stampede. That's my thing though. So Vin, my my gripe here, my gripe here, right, is that I get a lot of people. I get a lot of people are giving the new guys on the block a chance because there are there there they are taking chances, right? You know what I mean because. We're so used to WWE being stifling and being, quote-unquote, a norm and shit like that. So a lot of people are cheering for the new guy. And I'm not against that. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like, people don't really respect the big dog. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people kind of, like, disregard that a lot of people eat because of the big dog. You know what I mean? And for a lot of people to talk kind of out of school about WWE and how they do things, a lot of people fall right in line with WWE doing exactly going down to not fucking paying people at independent shows. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people go into the they follow WWE to a T. So with that being said, I had my issues with the Boneyard match only because I was you know I just had my issues cinematographically cinematography on the on the Boneyard match. Structurally of what they were trying to do and thinking outside the box, I didn't kill him for that. Um, Randy and Edge, I, I feel if it's kind of fucking weird right now what they're doing with those two. We'll get to that soon. But I didn't care for that particular match at all because I knew they needed to do something like that. But again, I was scared that that match was going to go too long and it still went too long with the shit that they were doing. The, the comparisons with Money in the Bank and Stadium Stampede, I guess, kind of resonate because these are two matches, again, that haven't been seen before. I know uh, Ben just mentioned DDT, and they actually kind of did something like this. And we've actually saw the empty stadium match, Mankind, and uh, Halftime Heat with Mankind and Rock and shit like that. Um, people killed WWE for out-of-the-norm stuff and things that didn't make sense. And that's cool, because a lot of shit don't make sense. A lot of shit don't make sense. A lot of this shit in this match did not make sense in Stadium State and P. And I just want I just want people to be consistent. I don't know, that's all. That's well, all here's the thing like. with, with consistency. Again, I think it goes back to what are you setting the precedent for? Okay. WW, I think AEW gets more slack because you have... You, know, you look at Kenny Omega's entire career, for example... And he's always had this sort of comedic side to him. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with, like, the Young Bucks and, and Matt Hardy especially. Um, and, and Chris Jericho, like, all those guys. Most of the... Santana Ortiz. Like, most of the people in that match, for lack of a better way of putting it, like, have some sort of comedic chops. Meanwhile, like, you go back to the Money in the Bank match, and it's like, does Braun Strowman have... You know, like, do, like, half the people who are in that match like, measure up in terms of the way WWE was presenting them before that match. And Brian and AJ Styles doing a bit with Vince. That was just not performed well, you know? And it wasn't performed well. Not that AJ Styles and Jay and Brian are not 
great performers. It's just they're not. That's not their thing. They're not. Comedians. It was jarring. It was filmed in a cinema. Some stuff in the Money in the Bank match was filmed in a cinematic way, and some stuff wasn't. And it's that sort of clash. It it's that Styles clash. I yeah, whatever. Um, it's that Styles clash that um, really made it feel awkward. Whereas the Stadium Stampede match, it was one tone the entire time. The closest I think it ever got to sort of switching tone was some of the pre-recorded stuff where they're at the bar. And, like, Hangman Page is sitting down next to Jake Hager. Like, but that was more just a slow moment. Like, that, that, but it felt a little more cinematic than, like, what, like, the way it was shot uh, compared to everything else Correct. on the night. Correct. I will give it that. I will give it that. Everything presented itself live to me. You know, everything, it, it presented that, it presented the fact, and I even love the spot, the Jericho spot, when he challenged the fucking pin. That was great. It's fucking yeah. fantastic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I, my thing was, I'm like, okay, this is silly. Then I was just looking at the responses to diff. I was just looking at the responses to how people like silly with one place and people don't like silly with another place. And I'm like, well, wh- if you don't, what do you want them to be? What, where do you want WWE to be if they can't experiment as well? No, I gave them props for taking a risk and having fun with the Money in the Bank match. I just don't think that it wasn't done very well. And that's cool. I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they took a chance. I'm glad they kept everybody safe. Um, I just think that AEW did it better. You know? And that's just that. That's just one match, you know? I, it's not like I'm condemning the entire company when I say that. Um, no, 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 I no, no. But I, I think that kind of goes back to me, like, clumping in. I think you guys are kind of my outlet to me lashing out on Twitter. Because I, okay. I try to, I, like Vince says, I try to keep myself kind of out the way on Twitter. I don't want to be too controversial, you know what I mean? Because I really hate defending myself. It, it's just, it's asinine. I said what the fuck I said. That's what I said, you know what I mean? But people like to question what I say. Now, if I want to have a discourse about it, then fine. You know what I mean? But here, I feel a little, like this is my safe haven. You know what I mean? You and you guys represent the norm of what I what I'm talking about. Uh, what else on what else on Double or Nothing caught your eye? I was kind of surprised that Nyla Rose lost the title. Um, I thought it was gonna be Nyla and fucking. Uh, I thought it was gonna be Nyla and fucking Swole going forward. Yeah, I thought she was gonna win that as well. Um, in terms of things that caught my eye, though. Whoever was doing the camera work for that Cody match, Kevin Dunn. Um, they need to. They're gonna get a stern talking to from Tony Khan because there were way too many cutaways to Mike Tyson yawning. Oh, I mean, God. that that was the sentiment of the fucking match, Vin. It's a Cody match. Like I love, and now he's our fucking TV champion. I mean, <laughs> we're gonna get more of these boring ass shows. The matches on Wednesdays. You know what? what? I, I, and I hate to. I hate to almost, like, get racial. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, see, I've noticed something on Twitter, and I could be proven completely wrong, might just be what, it, what only I'm seeing. But I feel like a, a lot of white guys are, like, the, in love with Cody. They're, like, they were like, that was an amazing match. Cody always delivers. I'm glad they put the title on him. And then 
I see a lot of a lot of people who aren't white <laughs> being like <laughs> being like Cody's got to go. Like I don't know why he's giving himself the belt. <laughs> I like pers- Cody. <laughs> like personally, I think Cody can be fine. Um, I think Cody is at his best when he's putting over someone else. I think he should have. I think he should have lost that match. Yes. I think especially yes. as the face of the company. Yes. Yes. He doesn't need a belt. Yes. He doesn't um, need to wrestle as the I face think- of the company. You know, I think the worst thing that happened in that match, because I wasn't a big fan of the match myself, but the worst thing to me is that with Lance not getting the title, it looks like this whole thing with Jake the Snake, Jake is more over than Lance is, you know? So without Lance getting the title, Jake the Snake is more over than Lance, and there's really nothing to make us really attach ourselves to this image of what Lance is trying to present. Not that he's, it's not, it's not, um of any wrongdoing to him on his part. But it, but it, just, it, cuts, it cuts the the legs out from under him, right? Because yeah. he's just been... It's kind of the same way I feel about the... Not to jump around a lot, but there's... Well, one of my big problems with the, the sort of sub-main event or co-main event with Moxley and Brody Lee, because I think Brody Lee's great, but I think it was way too soon for him to have a title match. Like, it should have been, you know, Moxley and Pac, or like Moxley and... You know, Pentagon. Like you could have found anyone yeah. I, I, to fight Moxley and have Moxley win against. You I, know, yeah. why are you gonna have it be Brody Lee, this guy who you've been building up as like the the big evil guy in the company? Is you know, is, is, is Bray Wyatt a Jace, my guy? <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I, I agree, but I the closer I got to Double or Nothing, I felt like they should have put the title on Brody. Uh, last night because I didn't want this exalted one thing to be already cut the legs out from underneath it um, this soon. I hope that I mean he did get he did get three yeah, he get and he didn't get pinned. He got choked out. So yeah. I thought it was a cool way to to save him a little bit, um, but I, it's not enough considering how much they built him up. And if you want him to go out, if you really want to solidify this exalted one thing, you got to put a title on him. Sooner than later. You got to. And my thing is, is that it's, it's kind of the syndrome. And, 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 you know, I hate to be, you know, comparative, but it's the syndrome of you don't pull the trigger when the iron's hot. Right? We criticize a few other people when when it doesn't happen. And uh, NJPW when fucking Coda uh, should have fucking won the title or when Naito should have fucking won the title. Like, They've, they've had a few times where they should have pulled the trigger and they didn't do it. Um, Moxley, I think, for one, should have been their first champion if he was coming in anyway, um, which was my thing. I think Moxley taking it off of Jericho was necessary. But then again, if, if Brody was coming in and was going to be a hot guy and you hot shot him, him passing out doesn't do anything. It, it, doesn't, it, it hurts him more than... Listen, Brody being neutral hurts him. You feel me? Like yeah. you know what I mean. So any four progression that Brody doesn't have, it stagnates him. It stagnates that character. It stagnates the group. It stagnates the aura. You know what I mean? And yeah, you, that could happen down the line. But right now wasn't the time. It wasn't for the him time to look stagnant. Yeah. Nope. It um, so if he if they continue this thing with Brody and Dean, I wouldn't mind it. But they have to escalate it somehow. And, and Brody needs to like really. Um, do some fucked up shit. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll see. Like, they may have something. They may have something up their sleeve. I mean, I have to give AEW credit. Like, 
like I said before, like they've been course correcting all this year for what they've, you know. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Absolutely. For what they have not been doing, I guess, like, you know, last fall. And obviously the pandemic threw like a wrench in everything. So I've got to at least like give them the benefit of the doubt that like something's going to happen down the line. Like they did, like they know, they know what they did with their, with their champion, like making Moxley win last night. Like that's a very deliberate thing, especially like to have him choke out Brody Lee instead of pinning him. So I think there's, there's something afoot. I just don't know what yet, but I hope to be like pleasantly surprised by it. But who knows? I don't. They're already in that. They're already talking about like, oh, we're going to do Fighter Fest is coming up soon. It's like, I don't know. Are you going to have fans for Fighter Fest? Like, if they're not going to have fans for Fighter Fest and have it be a traditional show, that's a video game convention, basically. So like, <laughs> they could do a lot of really weird, crazy shit. Like, you know, I'm still waiting for that blood and guts match. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that, so I can't wait for that to happen. If it, if it happens, I mean, who knows? Well, my thing is so. My thing with that is, if we're talking long term booking, because we do this with with WWE. If Brian Cage is, if you know Cage is coming in, is Cage big time enough to come in and win your match to get a title shot? Because oh, I so. be, because I don't think Brian Cage has enough fire under his ass to come in and, and do any type of significant damage. Rather, if Brody if if Moxley loses to Brody, what if Moxley gets choked out and he doesn't submit, and Moxley loses his title, and Brody's the champion, but you have a babyface win your fucking casino match? Now you have a dynamic that you can go through. Brody's strong. Moxley can always come back. And you made a baby face. At this juncture, Moxley's going to be stale going against fucking Brian Cage. No one wants to see that fucking match. I'm going to be honest. Nobody wants to fucking see Moxley and Cage. You know what I mean? So, I wouldn't mind it. Honestly, I like, I like what Cage performed last night. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Cage. And I like he's to see a, him with Taz. He's a spurts guy, though. He's not a program guy to me. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, Well, Cage, I, well we're going to see because they paired him up with Taz. So it looks like they might be... Angling for him to be in a big program. I don't know. I I certainly like how they're using managers a lot. I like that, too. I was going to say, Taz gives me a Paul Ellering vibe with him. And I think Taz can talk. That's one of the things I do like about Taz. Uh, So if Brian Cage has those efficiencies, Taz is right there to back him up. Kind of like what they're doing with Jake the Snake and Arn Anderson. I like what they're doing with managers and bringing that back for those guys to make them feel more well-rounded. So I'm not too... Too down on Brian Cage winning that match, especially the performance. And I want to see more of him and Luchasaurus. That was a, that was a nice uh, link up they had. I, but yeah, I'm not too down on Brian Cage. But I like what you were saying. They could have made a uh, a baby face in that in that ladder match. <laughs> because, like you say, if Brian Cage comes in and he makes a presence, him and Luchasaurus can have a program outside of a title. You know what I mean? Because even though Lucha, now Luchasaurus is going to lose this program with Cage, if Cage doesn't have the briefcase or whatever this chip is, you don't know what the outcome is going to be. You feel me? Like it's just it helps with the non predictability of your fucking programming. If if that if if I had the book, you know what I mean? Uh, um, options. 
Um, outside of that, what do we have any good tag team wrestling? We didn't have any for for a division that was pro no fucking tag team. I mean, <laughs> a company that was pro no tag team. We didn't have not a good tag team match. Oh uh, yeah, I mean there was private party and and best friends. I didn't see that match. I actually missed the buy-in. So how was that? That was good. I mean, private party always delivers. I'm not necessarily high on high on the best friends, but you know it was fine. <clears throat> and and private party is not at that point where they can make. They can make themselves look good, but they're not at the point where they can make other people look good, if that makes any sense. So, if you're a person like me and Vin, who's not high on the best friends, then that match was just a mad match. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just shot that one down real quick. <laughs> yeah, but it was, a, it was like a lean show. Like, I like that it didn't go too long. Like, it was just long enough. It was. It was, it was a pretty good show. Um... What else caught your eye on Double or Nothing? I know you said you had a lot that you oh. can get into, so tell me what what else. Oh, you... the, uh, the 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 Mike Tyson stuff um, felt ridiculous. Ah! <laughs> um, the belt, I, I feel like they. I know the belt is incomplete. I, I feel like a lot of people didn't pick up on that. That the belt is incomplete. They're getting the real belt sometime this week. They said. Oh. Um, with that said, they should not have premiered the belt then. Just thank you. They should have just crowned a winner. Thank you, thank you, thank and, you. And just been thank like, you. oh, you're you're the winner. Like, you and can, we're gonna do the belt presentation oh, next Wednesday. week on Dynamite. Yes, like, you can you can promote. Oh my God, thank you. You could have been. You could have crowned a winner, and you could have said we're promote. We're thank you for paying your fifty dollars for this show. Thank you for seeing this fucking match between Cody and Lance Archer. Not the best, but this is what we gave you. We're going to give you for free the belt, which would have been fucking draw ratings. It would have been fantastic. Yeah. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big, plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big, plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. Cause that belt is the shit. I can tell you that. I'm going on camera, I'm going on record, I'm going wherever the fuck I need to go to say, incomplete belt or not, that one that they put on TV, the shits. Yeah, I mean, it looks, it looked like someone like cut open a can of Budweiser and like <laughs> made a belt out of it. Or something. Like, <laughs> I thought it looked odd, but um, I didn't. Well, I know it. what they were going for. They were going. For, they wanted to look like the NWA TV title. Okay. But I don't, like, it, it needed more definition. Like it just looked like because it's not done, it looks just like a flat piece of silver with like nothing in the middle. It's one of those things where, like, if they put more 
detail into it, it probably would have looked a lot better. I don't like the name of it. I don't like the TNT title. I don't I like honest. the TNT title either. It's horrible. They should have the I get it. They should have just said it's the television title. The AEW television title. TNT makes them feel a little bit too... It's a little bit nasty to me. I don't like it. Bro, the TNT title looked like the TNT title. It was super gimmicky. That's what that yeah. fuck, that's what it looked like. Yeah. And I don't want to have Yeah, that and then what happened that. with the what happened with the fucking that ring that MGF won? Nothing. Like months ago. Nothing. That should have been a fucking He just kisses it from now and then. And I guess he he I mean, I don't know. Like, like what does that ring mean? Like I never understood what that ring meant like I think they'll be a title shot. Cash it in for a title shot. Like, what do you now? Now, now, if they're storytelling, if you're telling, like, Vin, I know we don't have the book, but listen, if they're listening to the ring, I think that's what it looks like to me. It's like their king of the ring kind of thing. If MJF cashes in that ring on Cody, that is deeper storytelling, and MJF having that television title matters more than Cody having it. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, we're talking about, like, oh, what matches stood out. I think that MJF match was really good. Yes. I like MJF, man. I, I like uh, I, I got to know him as a, as a person, you know what I mean, uh, working with him at MLW. He's just a fucking, he's a fucking great-ass kid that just, he understands the nuances of professional wrestling and what the fuck he wants to do, and he does it well. Like, he's one, he's one of the true... Uh, Stick to fucking the best kayfabe wrestlers out there right now. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, it's I funny because like he's like such a nice guy. He's a screen. fucking great. He's a great guy, dog. He's a fucking great guy. I'm cre- sorry, sorry to kill him. He's a also he's a terrible person. He kicked my mom <laughs> in the in the in the ass or something like that. <laughs> Nah, MJF is awesome, man. Uh, and honestly, he's he is the future. So, uh, what, what, what I mean, is the he, deal? What is the deal with him and MLW right now? I'm not sure because I have a deal with MLW, so I'm not. Too <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> yeah, but but, but just because like I know he was working with MLW while still with AEW, and he had a faction called the Dynasty. Yes, him with Adam, um, Alex Hammerstone. Hammerstone. And, yeah. He blocked me on Twitter, so I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Him, actually, the boss blocked me. Court blocked me, so I really don't know what's going on. Why? Why Court Power block you? Man, I was working with them for a minute, and um, uh, and I, it, so, I, I rub Court the wrong way. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not a business guy. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not a business guy. Um, but I was brought in to do some things, and I did them. I did them well. Um, but Court had told me not to do something, and I had got permission to do it from someone else. But I guess you know, Court's word is Court's word. You know what I mean? So um, that that happened, and then it's just on Twitter. I just kind of been calling them out. I don't work for them anymore, so I just like, hey man, what's Not going sure. on? You know what I mean? So. But I, I love Court, man. Court and MSL gave me my first, like, I regard, I still want to talk to Court and know what's going on because I I loved working for him. Like, they gave my first shot in the business to, like, work and see the inner workings of it. But, man, I, I don't know, man. But, yeah, I think a, a lot of things happening with MLW, from what I know, from when I was there, was just exclusivity. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Uh, Court really... 
he he was building something and 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 is continuously building something uh but his something was a was a was a was a was a was a, was a springboard for people um and he tried to lock some people into to to exclusivity and uh, uh if you're the independent you're independent you know what i mean I, I think that's where a lot of people are coming from yeah like i remember he had he had the lucha brothers yeah, the uh, he, he, he had Rush. He had, Ru- he had Rush yep, come in yep. for like a day. He had Swerve. Yeah, he had Swerve, Matt Riddle. Yep. He had. Uh, uh, I think the only people still there from the first from the Resurgence because I was there from the Resurgence. The the only people that are still there is Low Key. Shout out to Low Key. Um, Low Key still there, and um, uh, damn, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because I know Sammy Callahan was there, MVP was there, uh, Roosh was there, Swerve was there, Lucha Bros was there, MJF was there. Um, uh, um, shit, Johnny uh, John Hennigan was there a few times. Uh-huh. Uh, did a yeah. few did, did a few spots at Guilt. Um, Is Teddy Hart still there? Huh? No. Is Teddy Hart still there? Teddy Hart's gone. Davy Boy was there. Um, uh-huh. Teddy's gone. You know Brian who's Coleman Jr. Yes, Brian you know who's a fucking beast that I love over there, man. Fat the Fatu. Yeah, Jacob yeah, Fatu. Oh my gosh, he is a fucking monster. He's a beast. He's super believable. Uh, I like the way that they're building him and shit like that. Um, if if he had a kind of like a you know sorry to say court, but if he had a bigger platform, I think he would be a fucking star. You know what I mean? Yeah, last I heard, like, they were kind of looking for a bigger platform. I don't know what's going to come of that. Because they put out a, a great product. I've always said it for the past, like, two years now. Like, they, uh, do I think they're going to get the size of an AEW or a WWE? I don't know. But, you know, they could definitely be, like, a solid number three where it's like, okay, you've got your WWE that you watch or your AEW, but then, like, you know, on on a Saturday, like you'll check out, you know, MLW. MLW or like you'll make can, sure to catch it. MLW can replace Ring of Honor, honestly. Where yeah, it's that niche product that and it's produced well. Like Court Bruce it's was produced way better than Ring of Honor. Listen, Bruce Pritchard was there. I, I like I never thought I'd work with Bruce Pritchard ever. Right, the fucking podcast king. Work with like like Court has a vision and it's shot well. Dan, the director, is fucking great. Like, they know exactly what they want in a wrestling television show. And it's presented fucking well. I think um, um, the only closest thing that I see to it is NWA that I've, I've peeked in at. Um, yeah. You know, they, they do it as NWA. well. Yeah. Um, but, but I think MLW definitely can take that third spot. Um, yeah, MLW, like, it just looks very... It looks very modern. Yeah. Is what it does. Yes. It looks like, oh, this makes sense. Like, this this has a feel to it. I, I like that as well about them. I like that as well about them. I think I, I, one thing that they do need is a women's division. And they're building that now. Yep. Yep. Which is which is but great. like but like they but they've got a good idea. Like they've just got a really good identity, and it meshes well with what people are seeing on the independent scene. And I think... You still got Sue Young over there? 
No, I think Sue's back in Impact. Oh, okay. And and I think that's what kind of gave me. I think that's what kind of rubbed me the wrong way with AEW. You know, in a sense, Vin <clears throat> and CT kind of know because he grown with me with this um, sentiment is that when Court came back to TV, when he came back to wrestling because he was gone for a while, he knew exactly what he wanted to do, and he he executed it like. It was that from the get-go. It wasn't no growing pains or anything like that. AEW had has has had, it looks like Matt and Nick and Cody and, and, and to an extent Kenny haven't have had an idea of what they wanted in wrestling for a while. And they actually had the money that Court didn't have. They actually have the TV that Court doesn't have. And they are still finding their identity, which I don't kind of cut them slack for. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, so is they, but so is MLW. I think they have. I mean, and I, no, it, I it, think it, if MLW was in AEW shoes, MLW would do better than AEW. I mean, MLW okay. do better. Than AEW. That's my personal. If if MLW but, but was, I think on, they have a nice look, you know, and I love you know editing their stuff. It, I think they have a lot with, of cool shit with the budget. With the roster, with the ex, with the television, I think yeah. MLW will present themselves they better than AW. They make look amazing. Yeah, on, on TV. it was a nightclub, my nigga, a nightclub. Yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> 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 gotta give it to them. I gotta give it to them. <laughs> it was a nightclub. Yeah. yeah, they made that. They make that Melrose. They make that Melrose Ballroom look good. <laughs> yes, they do. They real. They really do good stuff. You know what I mean? And like I say. Um, and, and, you know, and, and, and I think that was kind of why, and I, like I said, I think that's kind of why I wasn't given AEW necessarily a pass per se, because Jericho knows he's been through the ringer. Cody's talking about, he got Dusty's fucking old books and shit like that. So, you know, <laughs> like you got a fucking idea guy. Like your dad created a fucking Starcade, dude. I think it's like, working though. It's just, it's just different than MLW. It's, it's like, it's working it's, for it's, it's working. It's niche audience. It's and working. I think it's, well, it's a different, it's a different thing. Too. Like MLW years. granted, like came out of the gate feeling like they knew what they were doing, but they also were a much were in a much smaller position, so Correct. there was less risk. Like, what, yeah. if you go back and watch that first year of MLW, they filled their time with a lot of tournaments and battle royals. Yeah, which I which I wasn't against. I actually liked that about them. And I think that goes back to the exclusivity too, where people were in contracts. Because I knew, um, you know, Swerve wasn't Swerve was in danger of being their first choice because he was locked in with Lucha. You know what I mean? He, yeah. He he was he was he, it was they were and and Riddle was you know was in a situation where he wasn't committed to where they. Cause I thought Riddle actually was going to be. I thought Riddle was going to take MLW to, to. They were talking about. This oh yeah, because they, they positioned him as their first big champion. Yes, exactly. And then they were already locked in with Riddle and fucking Filthy because they wanted to turn Filthy at the time. So like they had a plan and and and. I, I think it goes back to, like I say, um, vision. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm starting to kind of see Matt's and Nick's and, and Cody's vision because it is a legit alternative. Like we say, WWE is one thing. MLW is one thing. ROH is one thing. Impact is one thing. AEW is one thing. They're offering an alternative 
to whatever it is that we're seeing. And I, I can appreciate yeah. that. And, and the thing the thing that AEW's doing that no one else could do is that it feels big time. Like put the ratings aside, put the amount of money you know, how much money they're making aside. If you just show me the WWE product compared to the AEW product, the AEW product most of the time feels like it's in a bigger league or like a slightly a slightly bigger league sometimes. Okay, yeah, I feel you. Like I said, I, I mean, I feel you on that. I think that... But, but I think there is a place for a lot of places like MLW and Ring of Honor that have this, like, almost like... I mean, I'm, I'm saying it's an NXT style, but NXT got this style from Ring of Honor. But, like, in terms of a television production, MLW has totally uh, replaced... What the... Hold on a sec. What the fuck is going on outside? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you good? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you could hear that, if you heard that in the background. Yeah, it's all good. They were like, I don't know, like, they've been doing, I, I guess it's because it's Memorial Day weekend, like, they're doing this, like, because there's a pandemic, and they've been doing this for birthdays and, like, anniversaries and stuff, where instead of going to someone's house, um, you'll get the family together and you'll all drive past the person's house and, like, honk at them. Oh, okay. But it's like, it's annoying. Like, just send me, send me a card. <laughs> Put, like, a $20 bill on a card and send it drop out. Drop it in like, the mailbox. You drive... Like, you could drive, drive by and drop something in the mailbox. You know what I mean? Don't fucking blow Yeah, like, you horn. have to drive by my, my apartment and fucking honk and get all the neighbors mad at me. Text them. Exactly. Yeah, text them. <laughs> but, yeah, what I, what I was saying is that, like, there was a period like a, a, a year ago where it felt like I couldn't get enough wrestling because it was all so good and it was all in the style that I like. Like, I could watch, you know, NXT on Wednesday nights when it was still just an hour and then I could turn on MLW. Like, I would watch MLW on Saturday mornings because, again, that was just an hour and it was on YouTube. Yep. So and I think need... that's one of the keys for MLW growing as well, is because they've kept it. They like they're they're going to where to where the people are. And I know they want a bigger TV deal, but wherever they go, if they go, if they change from BT Sports or wherever they're at, be in sports, they should yeah. keep it. Yeah, be in sports. They should find a way to keep it so that they can still put the episodes on YouTube. Of course, of course. I think they're. I think AEW is set up for success for a long time you know they got their five years uh and, and already so um I'm, I'm just interested to not just be on the journey it's different it's an alternative it's what we wanted and i think that wrestling is looking good right now you know um but yeah shout out to AEW. I, I, I mean i think that's i think it was a success double or nothing as a whole you know if you want to look at it that way yeah it was a very easy one i would love to see what the pay-per-view numbers were for it because it feels like a lot of people, like like when WWE does this stuff right now, and obviously they've got the network, so it's a whole different metric. Um, Unless it's one of the big pay per views, it's like WWE kind of like you can kind of take or leave their pay per views. I think it was a smart choice by AEW to be like, you know what, we're gonna do was like five, six pay per views a year. Like, yeah. I think that's a very yeah. smart choice because yeah. it's like, you know what? We're going to make each of these count and we're going to really give you your money's worth. Yeah, I think that's a good model, honestly, especially to just counteract WWE's whole thing. You don't want to go, 
I'm still, you know, my Wednesdays are still dedicated to, uh, oh, hold on. NXT? Yeah, my Wednesdays are still dedicated to NXT. Speaking of NXT, um, we got news that Kurt Angle is going to be officiating the motherfucking cage Ooh. match between the Stallion, Matt, and Tim Thatcher. I hope that shit is like a dungeon match. I went back and watched fucking, uh, rest in peace on heart. And Ken Shamrock, what a fucking match that was! <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're trying to get in on that UFC, that? that UFC action. I hope. I'm looking forward to that. I hope it fucking like I can't wait to see what it. I wish it was at in your house. I don't know why it's not on that card. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know either. I, I think is I think it's big enough. It, it, it I think it deserves to be on that card. Um, so I think it should be too. So, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully they move their chances. I mean, hope, nope. It, they just sent it out a tweet this Wednesday. So, damn. Because that, car, that car's going to be kind of weak, man. Why, listen, another thing. Why is Charlotte in this match? What the fuck's going on here? Why? What's going on with Charlotte? Charlotte's in a triple threat to face Oscar for the Raw Women's title. It's Charlotte, Nail, uh, Charlotte Naya... And Natalia, I don't fucking get that. <laughs> and then I don't get it. I don't care about it. And then it's, it's a, and then it's a triple threat between Charlotte, Io, and Rhea for the NXT title. So why is Charlotte pulling triple duty? Is she's not really that important to the company, is she? Nah, don't disrespect Charlotte, bro. Yeah. No, she's, she's Charlotte very three times, three shows. Charlotte three shows. What's she say? <laughs> Charlotte three shows out of this. Bitch. Charlotte three shows. <laughs> I mean, especially without Becky now, like they're gonna rely more on Charlotte. That's just how they're gonna do it. That's scary. That's a scary sight. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I'm all for more Charlotte because I think she's the best wrestler, uh, woman wrestler. I mean, I, I think that she's. Uh, Right, so I'm like, good for good, good for that. Yeah, good for them. She's going to round out to a triple threat. I hope Nia wins, though. You want Nia and Asuka? Really? Hope Nia wins. Yeah, I want Nia to, to go after Asuka. Let's do that back again. I mean, in the meantime, let's just get that out of the way. I want I, I want Charlotte to stay with NXT and, like, you know, stay with that brand. I don't want her to be, like, a, a interchangeable player for a long time. I want her to be like, all right, you did your thing with Raw SmackDown. Go back to NXT, or you know, and uh, stay kind of more exclusive. I I think honestly, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, AJ Styles is on SmackDown now, so I mean. Yeah, I I think I think they need to start moving talent around. I think Bianca should have went to SmackDown off top. But, but what? Yeah. But what? Like this is this is going back like a year now, when they're like, oh, we got the wild card rule, but. You could come over four times a year, but on three different brands. Like what? Like, like it's I getting think it's a hard time. Away. I'm gonna give them a pass because of the times we're in. <laughs> they only got so many people and wrestling. People, but like, don't, and but like, people are like, just, and, just don't know, make up a rule then. But just like, don't make up a rule then. Just be like, you know what? It's a pandemic. We 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 have a thin roster. We're going to open the gates for the time being. Anyone can be on any show. 
and you know check it out see what happens don't be don't be like oh wow we got this brand new rule called the the wildcat rule or whatever like you can jump on two different shows with three different partners and four times a year and twice a month it's like stop Uh, it what is he uh uh, Kyle Kaepernick? Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, what, 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 know, what else, what else caught you, what else caught you, what else caught your eye, man? What, 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 what you watching, what you getting into, what's, what's popping on, on a wrestling tip for you, Vin? Honestly, I, I'm kind of like, I've taken this, this Corona break to, like, outside of the, the live stuff, like, Double or Nothing and some of the weekly programming, I've kind of taken this as like a break from wrestling because I feel like we've had so much of it the past couple of years that it's like, oh, I, I like, good, this is a chance to just like recharge the batteries. And then when wrestling gets like back to full steam again, like, I'll be much more pumped and primed for it. I've been way more into uh, the NBA right now, honestly, like watching old NBA games. Really? Yeah, because the NBA has been doing this cool thing where, um, uh, what the what the hell is it called? It's like NBA to get, it's like their NBA like together project or something where, like every every weeknight on YouTube they premiere a new like old, uh, like finals game or like a notable game from like NBA history, um, and like those have been really cool to watch. Like they did um, Magic Johnson's like first, uh, like first finals game uh like last week that was really cool um obviously you have like the jordan doc also happened over the past month with the last dance um so that was obviously huge um and and really like got me thinking about michael jordan because i i mean like i don't know everyone has a lot of thoughts about michael jordan and i think that documentary really exposed that um, to be the best, you really kind of have to have a certain type of attitude. Is it worth it? Yeah, exactly. Like, is it worth it? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to talk about Michael Jordan, but yeah, I'll, I'll try to watch it. I'm oh. not. I'm not a fan. I'm just going to. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm not a go fan. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not a you fan. Here's the thing. I, I am. I am perversely. I'm perversely. I am a fan of of Wizards, Michael Jordan. All right, all right. And listen, I'm of I'm I'm not a I'm I'm young, so I don't I don't know Michael Jordan like so watching that open because I'm a Kobe fan, right? So I Kobe's a descendant of Michael to an extent, you know what I mean? Um, so I kind of model myself to a lesser degree of a Mamba mentality, also where I'm a I'm a I'm. I'm a consoler, but I'm a pusher. You know what I mean? Like, I, I am going to see where your limits are because if your limits are deeper than where your surface consider them at, then I need that. You know what I mean? Right, like, so- right. But then, like, really what I got from the first five episodes. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering. We're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting. We're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe, stay connected, 
think big and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus. The Last Dance are two things. One, Michael Jordan's the greatest player to ever live. But, number two, it took him like seven seasons to learn to pass the ball to his teammates. I mean, it also highlighted there was like, what teammates? So I do get it. A Scott. Well, yeah, if you don't have a Scott, <laughs> Pippen, like. So, but yeah, I, I mean, so I, it was watching documentaries. I like, and and I, I've been spending my time, um, you know, wa- you know, of course, still watching wrestling, but watching a lot of old stuff on the network and stuff like that. But when I do watch documentaries, I like to be informed. You know what I mean? So, I didn't know. I have I have the Space Jam VHS literally with me. So I, I I didn't know that he invited people out to a fucking dome that they built him so he can play ball, so he can scout niggas, so he can come back and beat their ass. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know. I didn't know he was that cerebral. You know what I mean? Triple H yeah. is my favorite wrestler because I like the cerebral assassin character because he was methodical and meticulous and he was, you know, and I kind of like that in my movie characters. You know what I mean? Like, I, I guess that says something about me. But, you know what I mean? So I kind of enjoyed it. I did. I liked it. I liked it. I, I'm, I, it doesn't make me more of a fan of Michael. Um, I, it does allow me to see how vulnerable he was because no one, like, rock star shit, you know what I mean? Like, we talk about in a wrestling uh, atmosphere, like, how a lot of these guys and these performers and, and, and women and stuff like that, they have the, the public pressure to kind of be on kind of all the time and and, and, and not having the ability to kind of uh, separate one from another. We kind of saw that in a documentary where, like, that was Mike for damn near, what, 20 years almost? Where it was very hard to separate the gimmick from, you know what I mean, from the reality almost. Yeah, I mean, he, he certainly pushed everyone as hard as... He would push himself. Like, there's no question about that. Now, whether that's the perfect way to, to build and, and accentuate your team, I don't know if that necessarily works anymore. Um, and we saw it with the Wizards, because you can't... Like, if you've got Scotty Pippen, okay, you could push Scotty to get on your level. But you can't do the same thing with Kwame Brown. Yeah. Or, or, or like Rip Hamilton. Or Rip like Hamilton. You're not get yeah, the same I was just about to say that. Or Karam Butler. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> it's very difficult. But what's crazy is, you know, realistically, it it might it, and it goes to I guess, you know, coming for a circle of conversations. It comes for a circle where Rip did succeed in a. Larry Brown is considered to what Allen Iverson considered to be one of his strict strictest coaches but rip hamilton succeeded under larry brown because larry brown had learned from his previous mistakes with Allen iverson of how to kind of shift and change with the culture kind of like how what mark henry and leo needs to do where you know you, you need it you're gonna need someone to challenge you you know what i mean like yeah. yo, you know what i mean like leo you signed this deal you knew this is more money you was ever making on the independence like why are you talking about you need to renegotiate? You know what I mean? Like, Scotty's the same way. Like, 
you signed this deal because you wanted the comfort of being a millionaire because you didn't yeah, know if he was going to get injured. Made, Scotty made some bad decisions. So I'm like, you can't come renegotiate contracts that you signed because you wanted the comfortability or the 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 the, the longevity or the security of what was presented at the time. They, yeah. Then they told him not to sign the deal. Like right. they told him flat out, like don't sign this. Like we're not. Like, you sign this, we're not renegotiating. And you think Vince is going to tell Leo Rush, a 23-year-old, when he comes in, like, hey, man, I'm giving you six figures to fucking wrestle. I'm not <laughs> negotiating shit with you, my yeah, guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not. Get the fuck out of my office. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if they're not, if, if not going to give Scotty money, they're not giving Leo money. <laughs> oh, my God. Scotty can go. Uh, Scotty can go take that. Uh, oh, I should show you this. The um, let me get this clip. Um, this is my. This is This is basically my favorite thing to have come out of the Last Dance documentary. It wasn't even in the documentary. I was just looking up Scotty Pippen stuff and found it. Um, here I'm putting it in the chat. Here's a 30 second commercial that he did from 1989. And why don't you take a look at that? I'm out there over there. Chicago's original submarine, Mr. <laughs> submarine. <laughs> this is one six foot. I can't handle one on one. Ladies, oh. let's have a party. Oh. Choose from Mr. Submarine's great lineup of your favorite subs. <laughs> oh, Mr. Scotty, the flagrant foul. Piled high with your favorite meats and cheeses. <laughs> the For the best tasting meal around, Mr. Submarine is the real Chicago's stuff. Chicago's original submarine. <laughs> Damn, don't touch the stuff. Yo, CT, my nigga. It's Scotty Pippen, my dog. Standing next to a six-foot sub talking about this is a one-six-footer I can't take by myself. Whoa. Yeah, he's like, this is one-six-footer I can't handle alone. Ladies, Pause. let's have a party. <laughs> but, like, the sandwich is standing up like a person. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> And at the end, he dunks a sub. Like, he goes, like, it's like a bird's eye view of the rim. And he just fucking dunks a sub. Again, it goes to your point. Horrible decisions that Scotty has made. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, was, it was the 90s. Like, I give, him, give him a break. I get, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's not that many endorsements. But, like, imagine that time, like, at that time, you're, like, you're, you're, no, you're Michael Jordan. You're the A1 on that team. And who are your sponsors? Fucking Nike, Gatorade, uh, McDonald's, Gatorade, Wheaties, and then like Scotty Pippen, you're like a two on this team. You're doing like the local Mister Submarine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it was the nineties, man. Like that's not like you know, it, even basketball is huge now. It's way bigger than it's global now. You know? Yeah, it is. Uh, back then, there wasn't that much money. Only one. Yeah, only no. One. They can get the Nike deals. Only one. Yo, now, I, you got a couple people that can quick, put that money I, in. I got a quick question for you guys, and I, I and I don't know how much longer we got with each other, but when wrestling opened back up, how long is it going to take for you to go back? To a, a live arena? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'd go back right away. Like, I would probably wait a little bit, like a month or so, and see... Uh, Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Cause I was That's thinking, a really good like, question. I got to think about that one. Yeah, because I feel like I would... I would wait for people... 
I would wait after that first crop of people. Because I want to see if they get anything. If they don't get anything, <laughs> then I'm coming back. I mean, that's definitely a good fucking scope of judgment. It's like right a, you're running a test group. A right, great barometer. A great barometer. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like anything. Like when you bump... Like, when, when people run out to buy, like, the new, like, PlayStation, they say, oh, there's problems with it. It's like, well, you ran out on day one to get there. Like, you should have waited a month. Uh, what like, about, wait a little bit. Like, about, when people, whenever someone wants the hot new thing, and they're the first to get it, they're the, they're the, I mean, it sucks, but, like, they're the de facto guinea pigs. Like, that's the price you pay yeah, for yeah. being the, the first ones to get back in. Yeah. What about yeah. you, CT? If NXT opens up right now, are you buying ten dollars tickets? Depends what the card is. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like if I lived in Florida, like that's a small that's enough venue where it's like I might, I might be a guinea pig. I'll do it. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, because we went to, we ended up scoring tickets to the USA uh, fucking premiere, and there was Adam Cole and Riddle opening up. A, Ooh. And that match was, and it's crazy. We had on our phone YouTube TV AEWs for because I was their first show too. So you know we were, we were watching both shows and and that venue, man, it's it's fucking great. Like it's it that that it, being there is amazing. That's what I hear. And what's crazy is I never thought that I would ever see the PC. And me and CT was at halftime. He was at halftime heat uh, uh-huh. the, at the PC and watching that Raw and SmackDown and NXT is taking place. To where when you was there, you was like, "Oh shit, this is a sanctuary type shit." And now they just mm. pimp this hoe out. You know what I mean? They got that bitch <laughs> on a stroll right now. But that PC is fucking huge, too, and it's beautiful. It is. It's the way that they fucking transform that because it's legit. I, what, 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 what surprised me was knowing the PC and seeing that match with uh, Edge and Randy and they destroyed the weight room. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, how the insurance claim going to explain this fucking? <laughs> and they just did it purposely. Like, they can't. It's for a bit. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh man. Um so what what on the network on the, are you a, are you a big network watcher? Um I used to be. I feel like the network's one of those things that like if you don't get it and like you get it, you're going to have a really good like if, like if I hadn't you're someone who's never gotten the network and you get it right now. You're going to have a really good summer. Because you're gonna go back and watch everything you've ever wanted to watch in the history of of the entirety of WWE, WCW, ECW, some of the smaller stuff like Smoky Mountain Wrestling. But then, like once you've seen it all, there's really like not a lot to come back to. Have you seen it all though? It's t- it's it's legit. Probably what a hundred thousand no, dollars. How many fucking WCW Thunders? Like, do I need to see? I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you, Vin. Every night, I get high, I find a different fucking rabbit hole to find myself on the network in. Every night. I, and it can be a Dima Linko rabbit hole, a Chris Benoit rabbit hole, Kurt Angle rabbit hole, 
Um, I can fucking get swept up like right now because they got the 20th anniversary of In Your House. They have all the fucking In Your Houses. And I'm like, huh, I can go back and watch Canadian Stampede. And did. You know what I mean? And I'm like, damn, they got me. My $10 was worth it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> oh, I it's totally <laughs> worth it. Like, that's the, that's the genius of the price. Like, that, for 10 bucks, like, I could keep it and not watch it for, like, uh, for like a couple months and go back to it and be like, yeah, I'm still getting my money's worth. Yeah, that, uh, that's, that's that. true. That's true. Yeah, And that Canadian Stampede pay-per-view, like that's that's a good one to watch. That's probably one of the best pay-per-views they ever did around that time. Yes, because some of the, I, will, I go back to watch it to see if it still holds up. It doesn't. <laughs> Sometimes it does, though. It depends on what show it is. You know? it do, exactly. It, it, it's valuable. So it's a hit and miss, you know. Sometimes you're like, oh, I remember this is Flames back in the day. And you go back, it's like, ah, oh, it wasn't. But I, flames, you know what? But... I ended up finding in my rabbit hole ECW TV, the first ever televised match of Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis. Yeah. Like that, uh, like shit, like that is valuable. Shit, you know what I mean? Like shit. Yeah, I got that early ECW stuff is great. Yo, and I saw Raymond. I saw Conan masked up Russell with Rey Mysterio Senior against the Steiner brothers. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Against fucking Norman Smiley and Chris Adams in a tie tournament. Ooh. WCW Stampede '90. I think I know. No, no. Star K '90. I think I was watching. I was I was in a I was in a Steiner Brothers fucking rabbit okay. hole and ended up finding Rey Mysterio Sr. and Conan against Norman Smiley and Chris Adams. Fucking crazy. Ooh, that's obscure. Exactly. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up, man. That's that's cool. That's all that's on the night with. Um I watch most of the documentaries, you know, you know me. Yeah. Uh uh, Dark Side of Wrestling, I watched, you know. Oh, we oh yeah, Dark Side of the, the Ring this week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man. It was on Hart, and it kind of changed my mind on how I feel about Owen Hart going into Hall of Fame. Like, it changed yeah. my mind completely on that matter. So, uh, shout out to Dark Side of the Ring. That series. That clip? When you saw that clip, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, that that made me kind of again like that made me cringe. You know what I mean? But I could not turn off. I couldn't turn off. I had yeah. to finish watching. I had to see what Martha had to say. I had to see what 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 shady shit Vince did because I learned about Jimmy Snooker. Sh- I mean, I was born in '89, so the Snooker shit happened six years before I was even born. You know what I mean? In '83, you know. Yeah. So I had no. By the time I grew up and watching Undertaker in '93, '94, Summer Survivor Series. Vince is painted as a fucking golden boy because he created Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I, I didn't know that he was smeared. And, you know, the fact that, you know, the commission of Jersey take money and bribes and shit like that. And I look at what's happening in Florida to open up for wrestling and compete. Like, yeah. it's, you know what I mean? The it's the dude. same thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the same dude. It's the same guy. But, but like, it's, it's, it's watching that Dark Side of the Ring this week about Owen Hart really cemented this idea that like that like why was everyone so angry at Martha Hart like for the past 20 years like it's almost like baffling at yeah, this I point I was never to be upset like, at her I just always want I remember being Owen Hart no but, but some so people were yeah. and they were like oh, they were like yeah. how dare you keep like Owen 
from like getting in the Hall of Fame and like take it too seriously, man. Yeah, but but then like she kept that clip and like when you see it, it's like that was that was never supposed to hold a human. It was it was a load releasing clip. Like, how was he allowed to even like wear that? And and that all goes back to the morality of the business because again, this is entertainment. Like, of course. She's not going to, like CT said, you, you change your mind because when Martha explains it and when, you, when you're grown, because now we're, you know, like I'm 30, CT's 31, like when you, when we're, we're, we're bringing rationale into our thinking and Martha's like, my husband, a person died on set of a production. Like, like take that and then that production kept going. And and, and, yeah, and, and that's the that's the real that's the screwed that, up part. like when so you when you like, kind of go back and like in context of it and, and when she say they knew he passed before he left the building. Now if it was listen if it was kayfabe that Owen died and no one knew, but let's just get him in a, in an ambulance, get him to the hospital, and we can say he died after the fact. But they're talking about Taker was fucking performing, crying with tears because. They found out he died. You know, Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross are given the call. Like, th- when that's you... Traumatic. That's cynical is what that is. Yeah, and I know people... It's traumatic for dead. everybody in that entire scenario. Everybody's yeah. having a traumatic experience in that moment. But it's continued and prolonged because it's a performance. You know, and the show must go on kind of mentality. And I... Yeah, I, would, I don't really fuck with that. I'll subscribe to that. I think it still should, definitely should have ended. I think, you know, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I know ahead. people to this day that are like, oh, yeah, no, they did, they made the right call. Like the show, like the show has to go on. Like people paid their money. And I'm just like, no, like what world are you living in that like someone falls to their death? Like if, if first off, if I was live and watching that show, I wouldn't want to continue watching it. Yeah, so, you, like, you can't tell me that, like, oh, the show must go on when, like, this this fucking guy's blood is still on the mat. And, like, you're going to send all for what? The Jeff Jarrett match, like, with the Godfather, like, is going to come out? Like, I don't need to see that. And and that was, I think the anniversary of him dying was May 23rd, which was yesterday. And I ended up watching that show. Um, I ended up watching the show. And, of course, they edited they edited it out, but you, you, it's, it, it, you, me as an energy going into it, like knowing, like, okay, I can cheer, I can watch, and then after I'm going to go down, like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's in it. They didn't know that, the, to know that he fought back on the lawsuit, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, for her to be villainized and vilified. You know, by the same wrestling fans that make people commit suicide, like it is, it's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, this, like we wrestling is great, wrestling is fantastic, but I do think we, I do think, man, it has to be. I don't know how we add rationale to it. I don't know how we add rationale to entertainment. You know, I, I, that that's that's very difficult to. To do, cause I want, I want that. I want to be able to have my emotions within the entertainment, but leave it with the entertainment. You know what I mean? Like I think the yeah. hum, the humanizing of it is, 
when Vince know he passed, I'm taking care of the fucking kids. I'm taking care of the wife. I'm taking care of the family. Like whatever need what whatever that exactly. They are yeah. the they are the Hart McMahon's at this point in time. You know what I mean? And for that not to be the ideology, it does kind of it does kind of it, it makes it a little bit it it, it makes it it, it 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 I don't know, man. It, it I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't know. speak too much, too much about it because it's a it's a it's a no one plans for that. But then things went kind of not down the path you would hope to see from that moment. You know, uh, obviously it was an accident, but it was didn't need, didn't need to happen. You know, it's just it's just tragic the entire situation. Um, and all of the dark sides of wrestling has made me dark side of the ring make me feel that way. You know, starting off with the Benoit one, um, you know what I mean? Uh, because the 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 two part really got you. Like they kind of yeah. they sugar coated it, and then that second episode was like, nope. He 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 gave him pills, suffocated him, choked her out, hung himself. Like it it gave it to you real, and then as they have been following up ever since. You know, uh, Faven about wrestling and like, is it real and it is real. It is It is real, but it can't be real to the fact that the guy damaged his career, can never fucking work again, or never did work again. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was the the uh, uh, um, um, the World Warriors one. You know what I mean? You yeah. felt bad for for Joe because you're like, damn, man, without, without fucking Michael, he's nothing, and Michael's nothing because he's fucking shooting up something. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, to know that real lives are affected by something like this, it kinda does, you know, you know, put everything in perspective and it and it, it makes you enjoy it more. You know what I mean? Like I like going back to what we said, AEW, I enjoyed it. I loved it. Uh I know that, that I'm I'm gonna go watch on Wednesday. Um to make sure that I can see a new version of that fucking belt. because that one <laughs> sure. ain't it. You know what I mean, but, yeah. you know, but I, I, I'm, I, I'm gonna watch NXT for the cage match. You know, I'm, I like this fucking in your house thing going on. So, wrestling is in a really good space, and I, I, I definitely. With all things considered. Yeah, you know, with all things. Exactly. They're doing, they're doing a great job. Exactly. Uh, you know both what I mean? shows all yeah. around. And 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 the community as well. You know what I mean? It's a lot yeah. of talented. It's a lot of talented people out in this community. And they put their efforts into shit that is fucking dope. You know what I mean? So, it is... I mean, Jim Cornette's been a little bit toxic, but that's uh, a whole other yeah, story. Yeah, fuck yeah. 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 I don't even think he's worth the fucking time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But shout out yeah. to... you know. But again, that that whole mindset has to be eradicated. You know what I mean? Like, we're booking in the show with that. With, you know... This is a collaboration where it's just, it's a connection point. It's networking. You know what I mean? Like, the social media reach should be this. Oh, you got a platform. You got a platform. Let's fucking talk. We're watching the same thing. We're talking the same thing. You know what I mean? So, it, it does not need to be so combative. It needs to be a little bit more collaborative. Yeah, people got to be kind to each other. People got to... Um... People gotta just stop being dicks. 
<laughs> that's pretty much the end of the video. Yo, People should this be the episode? Dicks. This should be the episode name. Stop being dicks. <laughs> Featuring <laughs> at Mighty yeah, Vin. Stop being a dick. Like you stop know when you're being, being a dick. dick. Like just stop being a dick. That's it. That's oh, it, what bro. a great punctuation to the episode, my man. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, man, thank you so thank much you, man. for having me. Thank you, Always man. Thank, you, thank man. you for your time, wow, man. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Um, and uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, chop some of this up, edit it up, and then I'm gonna uh, post it for tonight. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good. All right, man. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. All right, you too. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering. We're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting. We're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe, stay connected, think big, and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus. This season, a full heart doesn't mean a full house. We're still gathering, just virtually, and we're still connecting, safely. Traditions keep us close even when we can't be together. Think big, plan small. Let's save lives, Columbus.